Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning, 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific, and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Real Boy is an intimate story of a family in transition. As 19-year-old Bennett Wallace navigates early sobriety, late adolescence, and the evolution of his gender identity, his mother makes her own transformation from resistance to acceptance of her trans son. Along the way, both mother and son find support in their communities, reminding us that families are not only given, but chosen. And that's the story behind this wonderful new documentary called Real Boy. And Real Boy, but it'll be playing on um, on PBS's Independent Lens on uh, June 19th. I believe that is a Monday night, uh, June 19th, on PBS, and I suggest you check your local listings for that. In the meantime, we are speaking today with the director of the film Real Boy, and that would be Shalise Haas. Shalise, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, thank you so much as well. This is such a touching story. As I said in the introduction, it, it's truly an intimate portrait of a family, um, and particularly of Bennett and his transition. But uh, how did you get to know uh, Bennett? I met Bennett through Joe Stevens, who um, was a member of the band Coyote Grace. I was a big fan. Um, and Joe was playing a house concert, and Bennett was there opening the show. I was actually there filming another musician in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they had only recently met at a conference for sober young people and had begun this really powerful friendship. Uh, and when I was there, I met Bennett, really loved his music, but also was moved by the relationship that was forming between Bennett and Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, as a queer woman, I'm really interested in the way that uh, we form chosen family inside of LGBT communities, whether we have supportive families or not. And so there was something really interesting in that friendship, and I asked them if I could come and film a little bit more with them. They both said yes. Um, and then the film evolved, and the scope of the film really grew when I met Bennett's mom, Susie, and saw how she was really struggling to understand and support her kid, but clearly there was a lot of love there between them, and they just couldn't quite communicate with each other. And so the film grew to encompass her story and the relationship Bennett has not only with his chosen family, but also with his given family. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, uh, this is a... Uh, a story that has a lot of cross currents in terms of the relationships, as you said, with his mom, Susie, uh, also other members of his family, uh, father and, and sister, who we see only in photographs in the film. So obviously there was some reticence on their parts to be a participant in the film, but was it difficult uh, to enlist Bennett into into the um, doing this, uh, what, or, and and then after that, if you were, uh, how how was Susie in terms of her acceptance of you now being a part of her life? Sure, Bennett was really fantastic from the beginning. He was really interested in being part of the film. I think, um, to be fair, I'm not sure he knew what it meant when he said, "Yes, I'd love to be in a documentary." Right. Um, it 
we spent about three and a half years making the film and and it really meant that I spent time with him during really vulnerable moments. Um, although he has traveled a lot with the film since it's come out and, and speaks about his experience and really says that he's grateful to be a part of it, but that it also was very vulnerable to be um, so open at a time in his life where a lot was changing and a lot was, um, he was having a lot of struggles at home. Um, but he was always very um, willing to be, to be engaged and involved in the process. Susie took a little bit longer. Um, you know, she met me through Bennett. I was filming Bennett and she walked in and discovered that there was a film crew in her house and Bennett hadn't told her. Um, so it took several months for us to build a relationship with enough trust that she was willing to participate in the film. And that grew again over time, over years, Mm -hmm. I think slowly. Um, and she too is really grateful to be part of the film, but also it took a lot to, to be so open and um, and so I'm really grateful for her willingness to yeah to, to be there and to trust. There's a lot, so many uh, moments that are I'm very frank, very raw with one another. Uh, but I mean, being there, I, that's one of those things. As I'm always fascinated with uh, uh, documentary filmmakers, gaining a level of trust is one thing. You know, be, to be filmed, and, and as you said, there's probably no way to adequately prepare someone for that level of presence in someone's life but when a discussion like there are in the films uh that begin to when they begin and you're there filming does does anyone raise their hand and say time out or i mean how that's what i'm talking about in terms of really gaining their confidence how is that how do you do that how does how do you get to that (laughs) point where you can that they're comfortable enough to say some things to each other uh, that are, you know, would you wouldn't think they would be willing to, I guess. Yeah. Well, well you know, I spend a lot of time, spent a lot of time with Bennett and Susie and Joe with the camera off. Um, I spent a lot of time with them with the camera on mm-hmm. that you don't see in the film. There's hours and hours and hours uh, on the cutting room floor. But I think after a while, I became just sort of part of, what was going on, right? There's Shalise, she's got her camera. And, and it wasn't just a camera crew, right? It was, it was very much that I was there mm-hmm. and, um, and I was someone that they, at that point, felt very familiar and comfortable. So, um, mm-hmm. and we were friends, you know, it, I, I didn't just walk in as a filmmaker and, and hold a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a wall of objectivity between us. There's, I very much felt like it was, um, not just important, but it, but I wanted to be vulnerable with them. So they knew me really well. I knew them really well. And so by the time we were filming scenes that are, like there's a scene early in the film where Bennett and his mom are, are having a really difficult argument. And there's a lot of clearly frustration and anger, but also a lot of pain and hurt from a lot of years. Uh, by that point, it was just like, oh, well, Shalise is here with her camera and they couldn't, you know, they were much more interested in talking with one another and much more in, invested and involved in that conversation than thinking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I always said to them, look, if there's any, ever a point where you want me to leave or turn off the camera, I will. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I knew that they knew that they had that option at all times. Yeah. Um, 
but to their credit, they, they didn't really use it very often. You know, there were definitely occasional times where they said, okay, especially Susie, she would say, okay, I've had enough, like enough filming for the day. Um, or there were specific things Bennett would say, I can't, you know, I don't, um, I don't want this filmed. And I, you know, I never pushed and I never argued with them. I said, okay. And we had a lot of conversations at the beginning of the process where I said, you know, part of this process is me asking to film with you at really vulnerable moments. And they said, okay. Um, so I, I'm very grateful and I have a lot of respect for that. And I, we talked about it a lot. I wanted to make sure that they really knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it's also part of their personalities, and certainly Bennett and Joe, to, to be open about things that are quite vulnerable. Well, let's back up because I, I feel like we need – let's talk about this the, the film Real Boy in terms sure. of the – you know, there's a transformation that's taking place in, in, in Bennett's case – uh, but as as you I alluded to in her case as well, there's a lot of different people in in the film that are in in transition. Um, we you spoke of uh, Joe earlier uh, and how you know he's been struggling with uh, with this uh, substance abuse. So there's a lot of people that are are, are trying to get somewhere in mm-hmm. your film psychologically as well mm-hmm. as in other ways. So. Uh, and that's what makes this such a compelling film. I, I have to tell you, it's really uh, an involving, engaging film on that on that level as well. That uh, we're watching very vulnerable people in very vulnerable situations, and the humanity is always there. And I think again, that's a tribute to them as well as, as, well as, as a filmmaker to be able to capture that. Um, talk to us a little bit about just the the the, the sort of the practical challenges that Bennett faced in his transition. Um. Yeah, so, so the film follows Bennett from about 19 years old to 23 years old, of, uh, starting at the beginning um, of his transition. He'd just come out to his family as trans a few months before, had just met Joe, who sort of becomes his mentor, and his best friend Dylan, who's also in the film, who's a young trans man who's Bennett's same, Bennett, same age, and they're sort of walking this path together. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly the, the structure of the film follows Bennett's transition, but it's really not a film about transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bennett, at the very beginning of the film, he knows who he is. He's, he's not questioning his, his gender. Um, the journey that he makes is really one from adolescence to young adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, he's growing up and becoming a young man. Uh, his mother, Susie, is, I think, the one in the film who goes through the greatest transformation and her path from, from confusion and loss and grief to a real acceptance and celebration and support of her child, I think, is the, is the biggest transformation that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the shift in relationships. So Bennett's relationship with his mentor Joe shifts over the course of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Joe, as you mentioned, who is uh, a very strong supporter of Bennett and who can kind of take him under his wing at the beginning, um, is fairly recently sober at the beginning of the film and, and struggles with that over the course of, of the years that we were filming. And so I think for me what was interesting is is the evolution of relationships more so than 
tracking a journey around physical transition. Mm. We tried very hard to make sure that the, any moment where we are witnessing Bennett's, whether it's you know testosterone shots or top surgery, that it's not about his body. It's not about um, bringing the audience into sort of the, the, the details of physical transition or of medical transition, but rather that those moments are turning points for the emotional yeah. journeys of each of these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're not characters, real people, right? The yeah. protagonists in the film. Yeah. Um, but that it's a, always about a relationship mm-hmm. between Bennett and his best friend, between Bennett and his mom, um, between Bennett's mom and, and, and another mom in the film who helps her kind of come around. So that felt important to me because that's also how I see my own life and the lives of people around me is that we're all on, you know, journeys that involve other people and that are, um, I'm really interested in relationships and the way they shift. Right. And the film Real Boy has, this is the, the universality of people trying to connect with one another and trying to understand themselves and then understand the world around them. Uh, and that's what as much as, as I think that's as much of what this film is about as anything as you, as you described it. Um, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with uh, Shalise Haas and she is the director of the film Real Boy. Uh, it will be screening on PBS's Independent Lens on Monday, January 19th. And um, we'll be screening at 10 o'clock, 10 uh, 9 central. 9, there you go. That's why. Check your local listings. <laughs> check yeah. your local listings. Exactly. Thank you so much for this and your continued work. Well, I wish we'd gotten had more time to get into your, your work as a filmmaker. But uh, thank you for all of you that you've been doing and continue to do. Um, and all the best. I hope you can find time to come back again uh, when we have something else. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. As well. Shalise Haas, director of the film Real Boy. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.